0: This week on Invasion of the Podcast, we talk about our new Emmy we're nominated for. And we have an exclusive interview with uh, Sean Stevens-Druble, writer and creator of Little Depressed Boy from Mooch Comics. And we find out if I know my X-Men's. We bring you this
1: special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon, the arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. <laughs>
2: Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention.
0: It's the invasion of the Vortica. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive?
1: And welcome to Invasion the Podcast, where we're trying to take over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul Everready Steadman or is it Die Hard from uh Wildcats? Was it Die Hard?
0: Oh well, Diehard, I don't know. It was the robot guy. Anyway, it was Die Hard. Die I, hard? Think, I think it was Die Hard. I don't know my and Wildcats that well.
1: And to my left is Joe Bedrock
0: Peters. Bedrock? Yeah. AKA great thing. I think yeah. No, I remember Bedrock.
1: Yeah, he was just the great thing, wasn't he? Like yeah, he's basically, he was basically yeah. a gray thing. And what wasn't there a, a girl named Riptide that had the water? That, yes, yeah,
0: that's right. Uh, was it, was Riptide? it Riptide? There was Riptide. I'm thinking of Fathom. Too, also. Fathom, yeah, that well, was. Well, Fathom uh, was a standalone.
1: Well, we're okay. We're making a really badly timed <laughs> really image
0: joke. Image joke. Actually, early you know what? Image I don't joke. even think Fathom. I think Fathom might have been Top Cow. That might be right. Ugh. Yeah. So All right. Uh,
1: because because. Uh, uh, Little depressed boy, uh, the book that we're going to be talking about with our interview, which again, thanks to to Sean uh, for doing that with us, that's published under Image, and we were just trying to come up with a really bad image joke, not as in like image is bad, bad image. but like no. yeah. like I like you know we were just like man, remember Image, and then we remembered Wildcats
0: and King of the Small Press, yeah,
1: and I no one remembered Wildcats till we talked about it. This is yeah. probably then, and, and people are like, who are they? I I'm would like, go
0: back and read a lot of that stuff. I had a lot of that stuff. I was a big Gen thirteen fan.
1: Well, didn't was. Uh, was Grif- no, Grifter was part of Wildstorm, wasn't he? He was part of Wildcats. It was Wildcats? like
0: Grifter, Zealot, Spartan... Uh, right. Maul. Maul. Yeah, that's right. Maul, Maul was the big guy, the purple guy. Maul was basically the Hulk. Yeah. Because he was purple, but he just could get exponentially bigger... But his brain would stay the same. So, like, the bigger he got, <laughs> the, the dumber, dumber he, he got. got. Yeah. So, I remember there was, like, one issue where he got so big, like, they had to use somebody who had psychic power to get him back down to his normal size because he <laughs> couldn't control his body.
1: <laughs> oh, that's kind of sad. So, yeah. anyway, early image. Look it up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good show coming up. Uh, really fun interview. So, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was trying to think like this weekend uh, was really challenging for me. And it was the best kind of challenging because it's like, wanted to read the you know get caught up on the little depressed boy books so that was some reading there watching some black mirror like i had to i had to do all these fun things but oh, did, i had like did you a,
0: finish black mirror the last two episodes or no not, not yet
1: oh. um but it's like i was trying to cram all this and watch spider-man in this weekend too like i was and, and then i ended up deciding i don't know about you like when you start feeling like you're pressed for time yeah. your brain wanders and finds something completely different oh, so you absolutely. get obsessed about that yeah so there's a seven part uh, crime documentary on uh, Netflix called The Keepers. It deals with uh, the unsolved murder of this nun. It's a true story. It's just oh, devastating.
0: Going a completely different route yeah. with Mass Effect.
1: Yeah, and so, so I was like, you know what? I could watch that. <laughs> so like, what is what's wrong with me? Where I'm like, I got to get all this done. But what happened to that nun that's been dead for thirty years? That Ooh. they haven't found the killer. Did they find the killer? Spoiler. Who knows? No.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, um, oh, you sat through that whole thing for nothing.
1: Well, no, there it's. Um, this is the epitome of pulling a thread on a sweater and finding out there's a way bigger story than than just that. It's a hell of a series. Like I did you you didn't watch Making a Murderer, Patience, did you? No. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know what it is. Something about like long-form documentaries really speak to me, but that's not what I should have been doing this weekend, but mm. I woke up like Sunday morning I'm like I have two episodes left. I could just watch that right now. What's wrong with me? I feel like when I get stressed, I just start finding everything else in the world to do than the thing I should be doing. So and I watched Spider-Man, like, Saturday night at, like, midnight. And it was good. Saturday I
0: watched... at midnight, man.
1: Sorry, no. Uh, it, there was a 10 o'clock show at the Capitol. Oh, okay. So I was out, like, 12. I 30. just
0: went and saw it last night when I got back home, so.
1: And um, so on a scale of uh, one, one to 10 Spider-Mans, how many Spider-Mans would you give it?
0: I would give it a...
2: <laughs>
0: I would give it, like, an eight, seven and a half, maybe an eight.
2: Okay, Spider-Man: Se- Yeah, I
0: don't want, let's say seven and a half. <laughs> I, I don't want to be too generous yet. So, so it's not your favorite Spider-Man movie. No, Spider-Man 2 is still my favorite Spider-Man movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's still good, and I feel like it, it, it does a lot of things right. Uh, and, and, and it's very similar to this movie in the sense that there's a, a protagonist. Um, oh, I'm sorry, one,
0: one second. Do you know why they are called spoilers?:
1: The bad guy has his own motivations other than there's no genesis of him and the hero. Like yeah. I'm glad that for even though this is technically like the this Spider Man's first movie, we didn't need to have his enemy be directly related to him. Right. And I you and didn't I like to have that. it
0: play out through the whole movie. Yeah, because mean when they when like, they first like, meet
1: up, it's like completely by chance.
0: Yeah. And it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Like, I, it's not that. like,
0: you know, oh, Jamie Foxx runs into you on the street and then <laughs> and then he falls into electric eels and then he hates you and then you fight in Times Square and then
1: Or it's your best friend that has access to, to goblin gas and um, a flying
0: snowboard. I'll tell you what like I I was on vacation this weekend and we were in Miami and uh the um we were just driving we were driving back to the hotel because we stayed in Hollywood and um we're driving Hollywood back Florida Hollywood, Florida but sorry yeah yeah we just totally <laughs> it was, drove it was from a one, a commute from one Hollywood. side of the country to the other but we did commute to Key West, which was pitch but um, anyway. So we're driving back and I like look out the car window and I look over and somewhere in the little lake land area of Miami Beach somebody was on one of those little hydro goblin glider things and neat. I was like I was like I want to be a green goblin so bad can Those go, are those are neat looking. Can we go do that? And I looked it up it was like 125 bucks. I was like I don't know if I'm ready about to drop that kind of money to be a green goblin. But I think it's going to happen in the future next time I'm near the ocean. Right? Those, those are neat so, looking. Yeah. I'm sure if I got it, it would just slowly just lose power and just sink into the water. I would like, not get on it without orange water balloons. <laughs> just like start everyone just ha <laughs> and just start whipping them at people.
1: I, I would hook onto the back of it like I was Batman riding the treadmill. Like I would just wait for you to take me along you and would I would
0: parasail. Zip along yeah. like Spidey chasing me. Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe you could get one too. You'd be hobgoblins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hagen Dazs goblin.
1: I was running around, just to, you know. It's like, oh, he's throwing cake bombs. It's delicious. <laughs> uh, oh no! Wait, what are these? <laughs> oh, they're delicious and deadly. They're just All oh, because cakes. they're explosive? No, because of the sugar content. They're just cupcakes. Yeah. They're poisoned. Oh no! <laughs> poisoned with uh, what was it? A uh, high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> anyway, that fell off the rails quickly. So glad you're back from Florida. Glad you're alive. Um, I survived my weekend of, of a lot of media. I barely survived the heat. I barely survived all the media. So, like, because yeah. I mean, we do a lot of stuff for this show, and I, I enjoy doing the show. Um, it's just that there are times where I set a, a set of goals in front of me, and then I'm like, now I have to do it. And it's like yeah. sometimes that process is a little it frustrating. It's rough.
0: Like, yeah. Um, we don't just happenstance half the stuff we we talk about. No, sometimes. no. We're always like, you know what? No, let's uh, let's watch like nine episodes of this TV show, and then we're like, okay, I got to do this. So sometimes it kind of robs the fun a little bit. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm just
1: gonna say it right now. Like next week, do we want to talk about Castlevania?
0: Yeah, we talk. See, that's, well, four that was, that's four episodes. That's to do. I, f- I actually watched it on uh, vacation because oh, like. Well, well, then no wonder you want to talk about it because you've already watched it. Yeah, but I well I had to like <laughs> there was like some R and R like because in the sun like I took a couple naps and stuff, but like. You know, when I went into the air conditioning, I was like, "I'm gonna watch some TV while, you know, we're waiting to go back out into the the fun sun." So I watched Castlevania, and it's four episodes, and it's it's pretty quick. I don't understand why it was so short because I feel like it could have been flushed out a lot more. Well, it got it renewed for season two, right? I, yeah, I know so. it did, and it, it's supposed to be a bigger season two. But yeah. yeah, maybe we'll talk about that next next
1: week. Yeah. So there you go. So this this weekend, I'll be angry that I have to watched Castlevania. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad we survived our weekends. Um, yeah, we'll just get to the news. Okay. Okay. Good news, everyone. These episodes of which we always do the middle bit before we do the beginning and end are always a little weird to me because we've already been talking for like a half hour. Oh, yeah. And it's always a little trippy. Yeah, I don't know what
0: to do after we do news when that happens. I'm just like, I don't know what to do with my hands.
1: (laughs) We'll just stand perfectly still for a half hour until we get to the game. So uh, the Emmys were announced. Uh, the Emmy
0: nominations were announced. Um so we have um comedy series. Let's see. Ooh, Atlanta. I still have not watched Atlanta yet. I, I really want Atlanta. to watch uh, Atlanta. Master of None. I've I've watched the first episode. My God, Modern Family, still going. Uh, Silicon Valley, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and Veep. Yeah. Okay, I've only watched like parts of most of these shows. I watched like the first two seasons of Modern Family, which were funny. But um I want to watch Atlanta. Oh, I'm Blackish. Yeah. Uh, Master of None. I think if I had to pick a winner, just on like what I think maybe should win, I would, I would go with Atlanta. I'm, I'm sure that's gonna. People were over like, the moon about that when it came out. Like I watched like the first season of Kimmy Schmidt, and I just couldn't get into it. I like it a lot. I like Unbreakable
1: Kimmy Schmidt. I guess but we're we're not gonna go down through every category, I like Veep, but
0: was, Veep has been around a long time. Too, yeah,
1: man. is <laughs> Silicon Valley a comedy? Yeah, it I is. I know what that's Mike about. Judge. it's It's about the uh, software developers yeah Yeah. Uh, TJ Miller was in it until this season and then he yeah so I guess people like that too I I haven't watched it Um, it's just to me it's surprising the amount of uh, streaming services or paid content services outside of like your like broadcast cable, right? You got that your, are getting nominated for things. You, so like
0: even in this, you've got ABC, two categories, and FX. Everything else is like streaming paid content, like HBO yeah. and Netflix. So
1: that's the like the story for that. For uh, me, here we go,
0: drama. Oh my show, Better Call Saul's on there.
1: But look at that! After Better Call Saul, which is AMC, which is cable. Uh, You have The Crown on Netflix, The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu, House of Cards on Netflix, Stranger Things, Mm. that's my dark horse, I hope Mm. it wins, on Netflix. This Is Us, which is on broadcast television. It's the only thing nominated on broadcast. And then Westworld, which is probably going to win.
0: Yeah. Which, not a bad thing. Dude, that's a tough one between Westworld, Stranger Things, and Saul for me. Oh, my mm. gosh. And people love
1: The Crown as well. Like I, that's, I heard
0: that was pretty good. Yeah. And then I just heard of Handmaiden's Tale. I didn't know what that was. I think there was a skit on SNL.
1: There was. I want to watch it, too. I heard it's kind of brutal. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's amazing to me as we go through here, just the amount of, um, let's see, nominations for the streaming services.
0: Seeing a drama actress. I know Evan, the only one I could really speak to is Evan Rachel Wood. Um, I don't know if Dolores, I mean, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think Westworld's going to, I
1: think Westworld's going to win a lot. Anthony because, Hopkins,
0: Kevin Spacey's up again.
1: Uh, because Game of Thrones isn't eligible this time because they, uh, they their season last year since it started, but like uh, like there's that yeah. window in which that there's a cutoff point for TV series for Emmys, and it was midway through the season, so it all qualified for last year. And since there's not been any new episodes till this year, the, the Game of Thrones isn't here. So what's going to fill that spot? Westworld. Westworld. You know. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, we live in a world in which Bob Odenkirk is being nominated for best dramatic actor. That's amazing <laughs> to me, and I love it.
0: I, I, is I he on there oh he is on yeah. there i just i just saw anthony Hopkins. and then that milo
1: Ventimiglia, Ventimiglia, who's uh the main guy on heroes yeah so he's he's dusted himself off pretty well like, that's, yeah um and then in comedy you have again these are all none of this is um well black issues on abc the rest of yeah. this is all streaming
0: or Aziz. cable william h macy's still rocking shameless that's right. impressive. And then and Jeffrey Tambor, I think Jeffrey Tambor's been on there for Transparent for a couple of years. Yeah, and that's the Hulu series. I think not Hulu on uh, Amazon. Yeah, um, <sighs> Grace and Frankie rocking both lead actresses. Wow, <laughs> Jane
1: Fonda and Lily Tomlin. Yeah,
0: I accidentally stumbled into the middle of the third season of Grace and Frankie, and I was confused as hell. <laughs> like, because I started watching it, and I'm just like, man, this this show just takes off off the rip. Like both these. Both these chicks are divorced, and their one of their husbands is gay, or something like that. Both
1: of their husbands are gay, both, and married to each other. Yes, no. that's what it
0: was. No. And then, like, one of them had heart attack. I'm like, this is a hell of a first episode. And then I'm like, and then afterwards, I realized I'm like, oh, this is like the second or third episode of this third season. I was like, never mind. it's kind
1: of like your experience of Black Mirror, yeah. where you watched like, because I was like, how'd you think that first
0: episode? Not, we, quite, yeah. not quite, not quite, because it was it was not the same. Because I was kind of like, wow, this is just right out the gate, and apparently it had some history. That's funny. Uh, what else? Anything else? else cool on here i don't know limited series limited series limited series like so.
1: uh it, it's stuff that runs for one season like oh
0: best supporting actor here my boy jonathan mike, banks mike ermantrout yeah that's uh, awesome
1: too that he got nominated for best Oh, david supporter. harbour's
0: on there too for uh i just hope winona Ryder comes up if he wins and just goes crazy right? <laughs> yeah. jeffrey wright is westworld yeah dude man jeffrey wright in that in that in that scene where he takes out uh what's her name uh, oh, yeah, I forget her name. Yeah, I can't remember her name. That was that was so brutal.
1: Well, the the, like, the, the word is that John Lithgow, he played um, uh, Winston Churchill in The Crown. Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying he was just awesome. Yeah. Like, so I uh, love me some Lithgow, too. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, no, like, Jeffrey Wright totally t 2 it up on that. Yeah, he did.
1: And then here, Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, Millie Bobby Brown for Stranger Things, 11, got nominated for Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series.
0: I'm not saying she was bad. I don't know about that. Thady Newton was really good in Westworld, though. Yeah.
1: So here's the one I was going to point out to you, too. Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. Yeah. Kate McKinnon, Vanessa Bayer, Leslie Jones. All three of them are nominated for Saturday Night Live. And then there's um, two nominations for Transparent and one for Veep. And that's your your Best Supporting actresses in a Comedy Series. Anna
0: Klumski? Really? Like, what happened...
1: Wasn't that the girl from that My Girl? That was from
0: My Girl, yeah. yeah. I'm like, God, I, I need not watch that Veep. name. But if you yeah. know this,
1: though, Veep got two nominations for Best Supporting Actor with yeah. Tony Hale and Matt Walsh. Um, uh, yeah, it's just... I, Alec Baldwin got Best Supporting Actor in a comedy series for Live. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Uh, it's not even a cast member. I don't think that counts. Yeah. But I just think it's interesting. That's that it's like, like Tom Hanks getting a knob for playing <laughs> David S. S. Pumpkins.
1: <laughs> why isn't he nominated? <laughs> right? For, One skit. Like why, couldn't he, like, why couldn't there be Best David S. Pumpkins and a skit? Because there'd be two skits to choose from,
0: I can't believe there's so many SNL cast members on yeah. there.
1: Uh, and then variety talk series, I think it's it, right now you can definitely see that it's all the political comedy yeah. type things. And then I am um, just happy that with reality competitions, American Ninja Warriors in there, yeah, that's awesome. Um,
0: oh, Sandra in in there. I didn't even notice that.
1: So television movie, wow. Black Mirror, Sandra Perros. It better win. That's yeah.
0: the um, yeah. This was, you know, what is if this this isn't the Sherlock the Lying Detective. That's not... That's Masterpiece Theater. Okay. Oh, I see it next to it. I was going to say, yeah. that was the last one. The last episode of Sherlock was pretty bad.
1: I haven't watched a Sherlock. Yeah. That's, Sorry, uh,
0: Sherlock but... fans. Um, Dolly Parton's Chris of many-color
1: circle of love. <laughs> that's
0: what's a lot of stuff.
1: Wait. That, that's, listen, listen to that title again. So television movie nominated. So you got Black Mirror, Sandro Perro, which is probably one of the best things I've seen in a long time. And then nominated right after that is Dolly Parton's Christmas of many colors, <laughs> circle of love, the sequel, the Christmas sweater, the Christmas shoes. I'm just gonna keep adding on titles
0: under yeah. this. I did read somewhere that Hallmark's adding 34 new Christmas movies this year. 34 this Great. year, one season, one holiday. People love that stuff. Not yeah. me
1: though. um
0: uh, Drunk History got nominated for oh, best nice. uh, variety sketch
1: series. I like that.
0: Portlandia is in there too. Yeah. The Tracy Ullman show still around.
1: They they brought there was a revival of it. Huh. Um, and then documentary now, which I don't know if you've seen or not. That has Fred Armisen and uh-uh. Bill Hader, and it's it's a, you gotta kind of watch it because each episode is its own documentary. It's all it's all fake, but it's in the style of a famous documentary. Uh-huh. It's and it's one of those things where it's it may not be evidently funny when you first start watching it, but
0: it starts piling up as the, like each episode goes on, and it just gets really funny. These categories structured and unstructured reality program. Clearly, I'm very disconnected from TV. If, like, right there's a so, uh antiques road shows on there awesome yeah oh so. deadliest catch god that's still kicking that <laughs> you think they would have caught it by now um uh, but yeah
1: i it's just there's like 22 nominations for westworld for a brand new show 22
0: nominations that's uh off of a a, a, a b movie sci-fi or sci-fi b movie from what the 70s yeah so yeah yeah, i just
1: we we consume a lot of media for the show i can't say i watch all the tv so it's hard for me to even speak some of this stuff
0: i'm just i I don't know why snl is topping this list honestly i mean i've i've literally stopped watching snl it's gotten pretty bad
1: it it, they've been hit or miss this year like i feel like the weekend update stuff's been pretty good update's not bad
0: like the first two skits are usually kind of like Hit or miss, and then the rest of it's just like a train wreck downhill. And
1: then some of the pre-recorded stuff, because they have time to plan it out, it's actually not bad, you know. But that kind of defeats the purpose
0: of singing it live. Some of the songs and stuff, some of the song bits I, I know they're
1: trying can. to be the Lonely Island. And yeah, it's they are, gonna, and it's yeah.
0: it, it's just it's kind of like just stop, man. You're, yeah.
1: But I just I like it's it's interesting because. The Emmys are all about, like, like you know, clearly the streaming services are getting nominations. But then did you see, like, it was a couple a couple months ago, there's been a controversy about, like, the Cannes Film Festival, how they're not letting, like, Netflix original movies compete.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Because their argument is that it wasn't in a the theater, but Netflix is like, we spent millions of dollars to make this. It's a film. Why can't it be shown yeah. alongside everything else? Because there's that, um, that one that just came
0: out. Why on, can't they just fire up a, a reel and just... Play it.
1: Well, that's the so that's the thing. Kansas is saying that it has to be shown in a the theater. So Netflix is like, all right, and they're like, oh no, 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 no. But we're still they're kind of they're trying to find rules to keep them out. And oh, I think that's so
0: see, that's shitty.
1: It, it, I think it's really stupid because I think Netflix has some really good original programming. They do. And why shouldn't that be judged on the like its own merits, like with everything else? You know. So oh well. Uh, anyway, that's I'm it. never
0: going to Kane, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah not we, that i don't want to i just
1: what I we're not going to make our movie um the expendables in the <laughs> retirement home like yeah. we were talking
0: about we got a lot of we're movies not going to open that for
1: cans like day, day one day like, one uh, um so <laughs> we're, we're never going to make the big budget jet truck movie we've been talking about for years for years yeah. Years, um, years, people so enough about that um that's that's our horny 20 segment um so oh no. The, the, oh web, snap, the internet broke. <laughs> my webpage didn't load. So they've announced the casting for the New Warriors uh, half hour new show Warriors coming. Or new,
0: mutants? new Warriors. New Warriors. I thought it was New Mutants.
1: The new mutants movies being made. Uh, new Warriors is coming to freeform. It's a half hour comedy series, more comedy themed series. So we'll see how all well that goes. Um, they've announced the cast, but the big the big one is Squirrel Girl. Yay,
0: we got Squirrel Girl in some form of the marvel universe not really quite mcu but yeah uh anybody doesn't know who squirrel girl is she's a mutant that has a giant furry squirrel tail and she can talk to squirrels
1: yeah she has the power of a squirrel and she wins all the time she wins all the time like
0: like her moniker is unbeatable squirrel girl and if you look at her uh her what is it her her, car, her her like win loss record, on the, back card. record yeah. or on the back of her card, she's taken out Thanos and Doctor Doom, and just like, and she really
1: has. Like, and this she is really all, has. This is all part of like the, the Marvel canon. And like, I, I know you had bought the first couple of issues of when the, the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, and I know you didn't continue with it. I really enjoyed it when I was reading it because, like, her she uses these little, uh, like baseball cards that are crib, crib notes from Deadpool pretty much about all the different heroes and villains. And so you get all these like fun little stats and all the time. And I, I thought it was a funny, uh, funny series. I thought the and,
0: like, series was okay. I just couldn't get over the art. That's like, it so was a different. lot of times. Yeah. Like I'm really forcing myself to finish secret empire because the guy that's drawing it I can't stand his art style and
1: there there's a few artists out there that I mean they're doing things that I can't do so who am I to judge right
0: and I hate but, to judge but it does take away from it for a little bit cuz like there was something about like the googly eyes and like the the gap in the teeth with Squirrel Girl where I was just kind of like ah, she just doesn't seem, <laughs> she seems like really off
1: like like she's nuts yeah, yeah like
0: anyway. i don't know
1: but who they got casting for this her name is Melania uh, Vian Vintrub, uh, Vintrub.
0: Van, yeah. Van Trub. Vantrub she's, uh, she's the AT&T girl girl from the commercials
1: and she's also in this is us which I've not seen because I don't want to cry every single time I watch a TV show um, yeah but she's she's been like internet famous for a long time yeah. like she and one of her friends they had a web series called let's talk about something interesting where they'd have a guest on each week they had Bob Odenkirk once and they basically like these are younger like you know younger like 20 something girls Interviewing people being but being really awkward. We're talking like zach Efron, zach Efron, awkward level, and they kept making like these weird old comments towards Bob Odenkirk, and it was just awkward and terrible and awesome. So she's she I've known her to be funny for a long time. Yeah, she and I think some it's comedy a good chops. I know, but yeah, I, I know Anna Kendrick. That was the talk for a while. She
0: was she was gunning for score Girl, and it's funny because like I saw the trailer for Pitch Perfect three and I, that brought that brought that up to us as my buddy were the that spider-man i was just like oh yeah they cast this squirrel girl it's not anna kendrick
1: <laughs> well then also barb from stranger things also threw her hat in the ring and said why can't i be squirrel girl it's like good call barb because people are going to forget you soon if you don't do anything else other i than think being barb. i think barb
0: would have been a good squirrel girl i don't yeah. know like she kind of has the the face because squirrel girl's face is kind of round so
1: yeah so either way we got um you know uh venin venin Ven- Ven- trub 18t girl and she has good comic timing that's something that um that's not something that you I mean you could learn it but it's not a given that you have it so yeah. that's perfect for this and i think that this um i was kind of on the bubble about the show because the new warriors as a concept wasn't and it was never a comedy team it was just younger street level heroes you know and they were never the avengers but they were like you know kind of not i mean they were b-listers you know speedball. but speedball Yeah, speedball is going to be in it um, so I, they were more you want res- civil wars. Cause that's how you get, get to civil yeah, wars, right. So uh, maybe this is a good take on it. I, at least they're going to have fun. Like, yeah. so that's good. So hopefully we get more information as it comes out, but yeah, squirrel girl, we're all in favor of last story. Just real quick. Just want to mention. So, um, there was a, a kid recently in a state park that awoke to the sound of crunching and it turned out it was a bear chomping on his head. And the kid woke up because his bear was just, like, gnawing on his head. And this bear pulled this kid out of this tent about, like, 100, 100 feet or so. And the, But the thing that gets me is the kid woke up to the sound of the crunching noise, not being bitten by a bear.
0: It was, the like, his, his skull getting cracked?
1: I don't or? know. But he heard crunching and woke well, up. Oh yeah. Bear I mean, was, if he's
0: biting your head, there's yeah. obviously a resonance in your ears, you know? Yeah.
1: So, yeah. The, the, the fact, hell? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I thought that was, uh. The, I think the bear was put down and then they're actually actively looking for other bears in the area to make sure that whatever caused this behavior, because that's not what bears do, you know, but the, the fact that the bear came in into a tent and didn't wake anybody else up, started chomping on somebody's head. And that's what woke the kid up. Not the imminent, you know, bear noises, because wow. I'm sure a bear would make noise getting into a tent.
0: Right. Right. Like, Especially if there's other people in there. Yeah.
1: I Wait, don't know if the kid fell asleep with like a whole entire jar of honey wrapped like like he had it around, yeah. the, like, curled <laughs> up like, with them.
0: He had one of the picnic basket yeah, pillows. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, uh, just... um. So I don't know. But, uh, like, in all reality, that is a very terrifying thing to think about. It is. But at the same time, it's like, what happened? You know? like, I, So...
0: Well, it's always, like, it's always terrible, like, because there's always some weird circumstance that's almost unexplainable. Like, wasn't it, like, a year or two ago... Uh, at Disney World, that kid got eaten by the alligator. Yeah, but there were signs saying "Don't go in the water" because there's alligators there. I didn't think they had signs up. There, it was it was at the resort. Like, it was oh. and,
1: no, there was like a sign off to the side oh. like "Don't do it." And then the parents just didn't didn't pay attention. The kid got just pulled, you know. And I, I'm not. It, it's still terrible. It happened. I'm not trying to you know like Man. make the the gator blameless. But I mean, we've brought up other weird animal stories on here. Like I know, like uh, I always try to find every so often weird bird stories. But I wanted to bring
0: up a weird bear weird, story. Weird bear story. Yeah. that is a weird bear story. Yeah. Is the kid okay though? I think he's fine. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. He so, didn't die.
1: He has weird bear related powers now. Like he can sleep for six months at a time. Bear man. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and and um, he will climb trees if you have food tied up there. That's what yeah. will happen too. And he'll he'll go into another tent and bite somebody else in the head, and the cycle will continue. Weird bear. <laughs>
0: Um, All right, yeah, so, so enough of that. Well, We're going to get on to our interview here. So,
1: so uh, yeah, let's, let's do this. And
2: now for our feature presentation.
0: So we were lucky enough to get uh, Sean Steven Struble on the show, who he is a creator, writer, colorist of The Little Depressed Boy, which is a, a publication by Image Comics. And it it basically covers um, a lot of things. The characters in it are very much real life in a sense. Yeah,
1: it's it's autobi- uh, autobiographical. Yeah. It's about relationships. It's about love. It's about depression. Music m- and a lot of music and just life like it's a very like this is his story and yeah. we'll talk more about that in the interview but very you know very fortunate he was talking to us about his process and um in in the news of the, the the books actually being picked up for a movie mm-hmm. there's some really good things here so again sean thank you for coming on the show we appreciate it and uh without further ado here's that interview All right, so we have uh, Sean Steven Struble, creator, writer, colorist of uh, Image Comics' Little Depressed Boy. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Again, we appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Thank you, me, you for having me. So first question I want to ask you, uh, and this is just one that was debated around the office recently because it's like it's summer concert season. Uh, and I have a lot of friends that are going to shows. And we had this conversation of, do you want to know what the set list is? And I thought about it because I have friends that they have to know what the band's playing or else like they, they have to, they don't know if they're going to go to the show or not. Oh, that's a good, yeah. So what the, do you want to know what a band's going to play or are you just happy that they're playing?
2: Hell no, I don't want to know what they're going to play. <laughs> that's, you know, that's half the surprise.
1: That, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're already going to a band that you like, I'd rather hear the notes and be excited as opposed to being like, oh, but song three.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for this song. I'm waiting for this song now. You got to enjoy it as it happens.
1: Uh, yeah. It's just like the people I'm talking to are like 10 years younger than me. And I feel like they have this expectation of like everything has to be in an order and like a perfect, like everything has well, to make sense. I
0: think it's more like they need to like they, they figured it out or they kind of got the info on it I mean, think it's the same way we've talked about on the show before where like people try to figure out Westworld before it you know before it completes it's like well I kind of figured everything out and I'm like well why don't you just watch the show and enjoy it so
2: those are the same type of people who just buy one song off of an album
1: <laughs> <laughs> well there's, there's a website called um, I, should, I probably should even promote it it's uh, it's like called setlist.fm oh. that people will uh. upload like just kind of like you know if a band's touring they'll, yeah. they'll say what the set is Um, and the reason I found out about this is because I'm going to a show tomorrow night and I like the band. I just don't know their, like their entire discography. So I was like, I kind of want to at least prep a little bit, but I also kind of don't want to ruin it for myself. So I thought I'd ask the person that you write a lot about music and a lot about shows. Figured that'd be an interesting, uh, question to ask.
2: It is definitely not a question I've been asked before.
1: (laughs) So, um with with that asking about the uh, the music uh so did you have you seen uh guardians of the galaxy volume 2 or baby driver
2: I have not seen baby driver but I've seen guardians
1: so I, both of those are those movies are the, the the soundtracks are so big in them and they're such like their own character and I feel like in in your book a uh, little depressed boy music is almost like the second character that is you know not visible but throughout like it, um I guess the question is, like, how, how much does the music shape the process of, of making the book?
2: Well, the book is ultimately about relationships. And one of those relationships is with music. And uh, I soundtrack my entire life. I'm, you know, if something's happening, I know exactly the song I want to listen to to either improve that moment or wallow in that despair or whatever. And so music in my life is a, you know, a constant.
1: So uh, you said like in terms of like a, a, um, accenting a moment or making it <laughs> making it worse. Um, I, I can relate to that. I was talking to Joe for um, before we started recording, and I was talking about like remembering in my twenties, like the band I'd always go to that was like my wallowing band was a stabbing westward. <laughs> And I don't know why that's the band, but it's like, cause the music's so on the nose and it's all about this one guy. That's just angry about one girl, but like whenever I'm in a really bad mood, that was like my go-to and they're, they're, they're playing this year and I, and they're touring and I wonder if I go, I'm in a much happier place now. I just wonder if I would enjoy that music, even though that was like my wallowing music in my twenties.
2: That, that's an interesting question. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, in terms of like when you, when you write and, uh, a little depressed boy is in his twenties. Um, is it, is it hard to get back to your twenties when you're writing or is it just something that this is just kind of a, been a constant story in your head?
2: No, I, I'm barely out of my twenties. So, you know, you know, by 10 years, but, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel it. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, still firmly planted in the extended adolescence of life.
1: So it's just a matter of just like putting on headphones and just getting right back to it.
2: Yeah. And also I have way better music taste than I did in the, in, uh, my twenties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so what, um, what are you listening to now? Cause I, I, I know that there's a lot of music in your book. So I'm just curious what's, what's on your current playlist.
2: Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Kaitana. They're, uh, you know, they're sort of in the punk scene, but I wouldn't describe them as punk. A band from Philly, and uh, the uh, the lead singer deals with anxiety in her life, and so it comes up a lot in the music. And so to hear about someone who goes through something I go through, it's it's been a very attractive, uh, listen to me.
1: Uh, Yeah. I was going to ask about that a little later. Uh, there seems to be like a lot of, um, a lot of like creative content coming out now, like in the past, like couple of years that deal with like mental health, anxiety, and depression. And I, I think of like, I think of your book, I think of like Bojack Horseman on Netflix. Um, I think of, uh, Rick and Morty and, um, and they all kind of deal with it in different ways. Like, um, why, like, why is this happening now? Cause I feel like it's always been more towards like books and movies and music, but not necessarily like animated and like comics.
2: Well, there's always been a stigma on mental health and you know, there are people like myself that are railing against that. You know, depression is a normal everyday thing. So many people deal with depression. Uh, it, There's no need to hide it. There's no need to fake that you don't, you know, fake and act like you don't have moments of despair and all that, you know, because everyone goes through it. Anxiety, everyone goes through it. If someone doesn't go through anxiety, then they're the crazy one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that, that's true yeah, yeah. that's yeah because i i have anxiety daily so oh yeah yeah <laughs> i think it's just the, well it's it's being a human but i also feel like it's the world we live in now like i'm always running to do the next thing and i'm worried about it so yeah um and i feel like it's it's kind of refreshing for me to see this stuff and and see somebody else's perspective on it and also it isn't just that conversation it's there there's there's humor there's dialogue there's other things too where i feel like there's been times where you just see depression, and that's supposed to be like an after-school special, you know, yeah. and that's
0: it. Yeah. So what what uh what drove you to to create the comic like as a as the medium? Use comics as a medium for it.
2: Uh, it's the only job I ever wanted was to make comic books. I made that decision when I was in junior high and stuck with that decision.
0: Were there any comics that like influenced you to to go that route, or or even influence Little Depressed Boy?
2: Uh, there, yeah, there are a lot of stuff that has influenced me, like Adrian Tomine's stuff and uh, Chris Ware. You know, I I don't think there's a lot of books that have the same feel as my book, but there are a lot of you know. Books where, you know, like James Kachalka, he's telling his story. Now he doesn't, his, you know, his life isn't remotely like mine, but, uh, seeing him put his life on a page just shows me that I can put mine.
1: So, uh, how is it, the is not the word because I've been like, as I was reading your books and I've read, I read a couple of things that you've, have, you've have talked about how a lot of this is autobiographical. Is there, is there an anxiousness of showing the world, like the things you've been through or is it more freeing because now you get a chance to process it. And, and this is how you feel about it.
2: Uh, it it's, it's freeing. Definitely. Uh, I, as you say, I do get to process it. One of the great things is, you know, if I'm writing about a fight I had with someone, I will have to think about their side of the fight to be able to write them or else they're just going to come across as, you know, a straw man t- to argue against in the comic instead of a person who has their own opinion and all that, you know, and it certainly can help me, uh, like forgive people in my life. It-
1: well, because I, I saw that you had um, uh, Charles Gambino in one of your arcs and in his music, he's all about like he is putting everything of him out in front of everybody now because he learned a while ago that if he had tried to tell something, somebody something in secret and they let the world know, then he was kind of crushed by it. But otherwise, now he's just going to be himself to everybody. And I felt like that... like. Um, of all the music in your books, like I, I had to go and do some digging cause I wasn't familiar with some of it, but I was familiar with camp and that just kind of something about that really hit home that you had a, an artist that was all about living in front of everything with a character that, um, you know, he wanted to do that too. And I, uh, I thought that was an interesting choice.
2: Yeah. I, uh, listening to his stuff, you know, he's again, it, it's his life isn't like mine but i feel a lot of camaraderie when i listen to his stuff because i you know i reckon you know real recognizes real to use a really terrible phrase some people used probably like five years ago but uh yeah
1: so um I guess it's got to ask now because like, since Donald Glover is now going to be Lando and and everything, and and he's also been, he's got, he's kind of taken off a little bit in terms of the movies. Um, How did, how did that uh, relationship like in terms of like reaching out to him, how did that come to be?
2: Uh, My artist on the book, Cena, likes to draw in coffee shops. And one day he was working on the book and he looked over and he saw Donald Glover and uh, knew that I was a big fan. So he took his own personal copies of The Little Depressed Boy that he was carrying for reference. He walked over to him and said, we do this comic. My ri- my writer's a huge fan of yours. Uh, I know it would make him enormously happy if I gave, gave you these copies. And then... Uh, shortly after that, Donald tweeted at me, uh, little depressed boy is the shit. Know this. <laughs> and that, that made my day and it just grew out of that.
1: That would, that would make my life. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's, that's pretty great. Cause I, I know like, um, I, I'd seen that, you know, if there's music that you like, it ends up and artists end up in the books as well. Um, that's, uh, it's interesting because it's just it's almost like uh like the Marvel team ups like you know in terms of you have a little depressed boy and you know childish Gambino or you know the like or uh, was it Lemuria, if that's how you pronounce it uh, I just they yes. keep kind of showing up and uh, I, I just, it's it's kind of interesting it's almost like um like a TV series where you always always have the musical guest star and I and I, I really appreciate that
2: yeah uh, the sneaking in and the actual bands is influenced by the old British TV show, the young ones where just randomly a band would show up in the middle of the episode and start playing.
1: That would make sense. That feels about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, just a side question here in terms of, we were talking about the movies, the big summer movies and the music uh, in your arc. Whenever uh, little press, little depressed boy is working at the movie theater I saw a uh, cardboard stand-up display for saga in the background of one of the, the scenes. <laughs> I just got to ask, is that kind of like your hope and dream that a saga movie gets
0: made? Cause that's my hope and dream too. Actually.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be incredibly awesome.
0: So, um, did you like working with image? I'm sure you get, you get the, a lot of the permission to use that. Cause I, I remember seeing saga. I think, I think there was a kid uh, dressed up as savage dragon during Halloween. Um, is that something you have to reach out and say, hey, I want to put this in the book or this reference in the book? Do you have to get an okay for them?
2: No, I just... Just, I just throw it can't. in there. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should get an okay, but I don't think about that.
0: Oh, I was just wondering if you had like a, a good uh, relationship with like Brian K. Vaughn. <laughs> oh,
2: no. Never met him. No. Oh. oh. Well, that that's
1: kind of like if I if I happen to be like reading I'm like oh well someone likes my stuff that yeah. would be that's a nice uh and, and also this like the Savage Dragon that's that's a nice pull yeah um and it's, I see that there is a lot of pop culture in your book like you just I know you just mentioned the the BBC or the series The Young Ones um I I know I'm I'm not the biggest uh, fan of Red Dwarf but I, I caught the the reference with the Halloween costume and I had to stop yep. and show my wife because she loves Red Dwarf and she was she was uh, tickled by it um so uh there's there's a lot of pop culture in there, so like how much does that does this bubble up as you're writing kind of like uh I don't know like I feel like for me it would just be like every other panel would be me like I like this I like this as well
2: well yeah it it's it's you gotta you gotta have a balance you know uh you know there's like those stand up comedians that just go up there and go remember smurfs <laughs> and you're supposed to laugh because you recognize the reference so i try not to make the reference you know such an important part of the story it's just there if you if you notice it and if you don't it doesn't matter
1: thank you because i feel like half of comedy now is just it's calling back to things as opposed to having like your own thought yeah so i I appreciate that because i feel like reference right now is like shortcuts and i don't think that's really genuine yeah um, so you, you, uh, you do a lot of coloring. I was looking through a lot of the stuff that you do. Um, I, I, like what all other projects, cause that was something that I had a hard time tracking it on. I saw that it looks like you worked on Chew a couple issues. Yeah, I,
2: I worked on it for until the LDB book started coming out and then I was missing my deadlines to make their deadlines, uh, so LDB was slipping back in the schedule so that I could keep Chew going. And uh, at that point, Rob just sent me an email and was like, dude, you're fired. Go concentrate on your own book. <laughs>
1: um, so uh, is there uh, other other books that you've worked on? Um, just because uh, I'm, I'm curious because I, I looked through some of the stuff and I know you, you've always kind of made comments about how you're really happy to color other people's work. So I didn't know what other opportunities that you had that you're really ha- like excited to have.
2: Uh, I got to color a Marvel book once. Uh, that was great. Uh, it was a comedy book called Waha, and it was drawn by Jim oh. Mafood. And I used to color Jim Mafood a lot back in the day, and so. I got to do that. I've, I've colored a lot of things, so I don't know what to bring up. I guess, I
1: guess that's kind of a too open ended of a question, but so looking at the coloring that you do for a little depressed boy, um, I see, and this is my uneducated eye, so forgive me. Um, I see a lot of like solid colors and like textures and, and the colors. So, um, it's a unique look and, um, I just I'm just I guess I'm curious as to how you go about picking what works for, for your story and in terms of what would serve as the panel the best.
2: I don't put any thought into it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, one as I was coloring the first couple of pages of it when we switched from being all in shades of blue to full color, I was like, I'm gonna make the sky orange. And ever since then, the sky has been orange. I, yeah,
1: I, that makes sense. I, I like that. Fair enough. Yeah, because um, I, mean, I was because I was looking at it, like because I mean with with the female characters like with with Spike and uh, with Jazz, especially with Spike, she looks like like something like out of, like a Roy Lichtenstein painting. Roy Lichtenstein painting. How it's kind of like the old school romance comics, and I didn't know if that was like a conscious choice or like or just she's based off someone you know i don't know it just looks like something that is up on those large wall like the big canvases where you have like the single frame of the woman in distress
2: yeah i i see what you're saying
0: i kept uh, think- seeing
2: spike and thinking kelly suit <laughs> uh to be absolutely honest her color scheme is mary jane Watson.
0: That was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was the other thing is MJ because like when I before I started reading uh, when Spike showed up and I saw her on the cover, I was like, oh, he's got like Spider-Man girlfriend.
2: Yep. That's awesome. You know, red hair, green shirt. That, that's that's the MJ rule for classic Marvel books. Yep. So I just ripped that off.
1: I, well, I mean, it's a good nod. I mean, of course, uh, we're super biased. I don't know. We talk about Spider Man pretty much every episode that we do. So, like, we're yeah. You know, you're, you're not going to convince
0: us otherwise. Subconsciously, it's, <laughs> it's really hard not to do.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm glad I gave you an opportunity to seamlessly <laughs> work it in this time.
1: I mean, if you could figure out a way to work pro wrestling into the next comment, that would just probably much wrap up the show. No. Um, so, um, you're you're working on. Um, on the next volume right now, uh, from what I can see. Yes, volume six. Okay. Um, And you said that you don't like writing, or you said you hate writing. So, what's the challenge there? I hate
2: the process of writing. Writing itself is like just flaying pieces of your skin off for me. Uh, Now, I love having written. So, when something's done i'm happy when i'm working on it it is probably far more work than it needs to be and very frustrating but in the end it's always worth it
1: so how much self-editing do you do as you're writing because i know for me it's like i always look i'm like i could change that i can change that and then i realize i've written nothing like because i'm constantly second guessing myself
2: uh thankfully I, i i will do I will cheat a lot. Like I will write a page and then not write the dialogue for the page. I'll just say LDB says something here. (laughs) And then of course, (laughs) Cena draws it. I've forgotten completely that there is no, uh, there's no dialogue actually written. And then I go to a letter of the page and then I get to have a freak out and be like, Oh, what is he going to say?
1: That's the, so has um, has has stories changed because of that like process of like well he was supposed to say something here, and then you hadn't planned it out. Does that does that sometimes change the course of a narrative?
2: No, the narrative is pretty blocked out since you know it's based heavily on my own life. So I would have to somehow build a time machine to change the narrative.
1: I was going to ask that. Uh, Cause I, I was going to ask if you've ever been tempted to give a uh, little depressed boy a win whenever there may not have been one in a certain situation.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got to suffer through the same crap I have.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I, it, I feel like the book, I mean, to me, when I read it there, there's a, a big like undercurrent of hope like for the most part, like in terms of like, there's, there's the crushing defeats, but it always seems like he comes back to music and it takes a minute. But then that's some of the few times I see him smile in the book is whenever he's just by himself with his headphones on and kind of has a moment to kind of think about everything. Uh And, and that's, that's, I feel like that's something I wasn't expecting in terms of like a book called the little depressed boy.
2: Uh, as i always say the uh title is to scare off people who judge books by the cover
1: <laughs> uh, oh, well that, that's that's fair
2: you know because it, it it's the ti- it's purely the title of the book it's not the thesis statement you know yeah it you know it's kind of like how walking dead isn't really a zombie comic book it has zombies in it but it's actually about the people little depressed boy isn't exactly about depression but it's there but it's not the you know main plot
1: yeah i I could see that and i could see how that would be a good kind of like you know if if (laughs) how the title would deter people if they weren't if they they weren't interested so um speaking of the book further though like uh i the, the recent news came out that that there's a movie going to be made eventually. And by the way, congratulations. That's awesome. Like that has to be, that has to be super exciting. Um, so how far, I mean, so reading the article, Jonah Ray says that the script is finished. So Mm -hmm. how much, how much input did you have on that?
2: Uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. Uh, I didn't exercise a lot, but, uh, I read every draft of the script and I got to give notes and, uh, so I, I'm perfectly happy with how the script has turned out.
1: So how did it feel to, to read somebody else's work based upon your work, but they're trying to truncate it into like a, like a 90 minute or I don't know. This could be like a two and a half hour Michael Bay film. I don't know. Um, but (laughs) yes, there's going to be a
2: lot of explosions.
1: (laughs) I mean, there's this, like the, the rusted truck of, uh, Drew Bloods is going to turn into a robot that then runs out <laughs> of gas. I understand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, how does that feel to see someone else take, take your, your life like you and, and work it into a film script?
2: Uh, it was really awesome because there are moments in the movie that weren't in the comic that I kind of wish I had in my real life. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't give specifics, but like, you know, there are some talks that I should have had with certain people that LDB does end up having with the characters in the comic. And I'm just like, well, crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause I, I think it would just be, cause the challenge of taking, because I don't, I, again, I know you can't tell specifics, and that that I completely respect that. Like uh, taking like this is what like a fifteen sixteen issue series so far, and trying to still down like, twenty
2: one issues. Twenty one issues. I'm sorry.
1: Did I,
2: I you're. It's a little confusing because volume one was sixteen issues, and then volume two was five issues. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I've, I've I've read it all. I just I guess I just I read all the trades, so I guess I lost track of the numbers. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay, uh, <laughs> but we we strive for accuracy here on the show. Like, we get we get most of the stuff right most of the time. Uh, not, well, not all the time.
2: I I will jump in as fact checker.
1: <laughs> I just um, I that has to be like I just you have the story that you know does evolve over time and it has to be difficult to crystallize it down to because I mean in, in a comic I mean I know you're limited by the number of pages per issue but the the end point is infinite right so yeah. that that has to be the challenge of like because um the story could go on or take a different, different bent, but in the movie, you just can't just stop and be like, all right, we're done. See you next time. You know? So, um, that, that had to be interesting of like just to, to read, like, is there, is there like resolution, I guess, I mean, to like the arc, I guess that's the question without asking for too many specifics. There is. Okay. Awesome. So, um, joe did you have any other questions i feel like i've been taking up all the question
0: time here no you're fine okay yeah, sorry <laughs>
1: um and i know i'm all over the place so i do apologize because i was doing like a crash course on all things ldb and all things you know uh, <laughs> sean strubel i wasn't cre- being a creeper i was just doing my research um
2: so you that's what i say <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah i've just i I've, I've read every one of your posts not really um so you've been to San Diego Comic-Con uh, last year and like the year before, I think. Um,
2: I've actually been going for the last uh, 18 years.
1: Oh, shoot. Okay. See, see, I didn't stalk that far back.
0: Wow. Um, so, <laughs> I feel really bad. I went to the comic shop the other day and or they're, they're like hey you know we're gonna have a sale this weekend coming up for for you know comic-con and uh, we're not gonna be at comic-con i'm like what comic-con are you talking about <laughs> and, and then he looked at me he's like san diego i was like oh my god like sorry <laughs> like, um
1: so how is that like the experience evolved i mean like you've been there for, like almost two decades going like how has that changed because i feel like people are talking about how comics are being pushed out of there
2: i i'm so tired of that narrative uh It's not true. Comic books are the bulk of the show floor. Still. It's like two-thirds comic (laughs) books and then one-third movies. Uh, Now, when you look at the panels, yeah, that's all movies and TV. But that lends itself a little more to a panel situation Then comics, you know, but comics are taking up the bulk of the floor of the con. And so when everybody says that, oh, it's less about comics, it's less about comics, it just frustrates me. It's like, no, you're not paying attention to the comics anymore.
0: I think the media just reports on the movie TV side, too. So that's what like a majority of people see versus like what's actually going on on the floor with comics.
1: Yeah. Well, and I know people are like saying that because of the movie TV panel stuff that the crowd's changing. Yeah. And I mean, I obviously I've never been there, so I don't know Um, uh, because I know like they've only had something like they've had the Wizard World Convention in Cleveland the past three years Mm -hmm. and the comics aren't a very big presence there. So I didn't know if that was
0: really mad last year because like every time I go to a con, I'm always like, you know, I don't really care what TV stars are there. I want to know what artists and writers are there. And last uh-huh. year at Wizard World, there was, like, almost no one. Like, we, I think the year before, we had a a couple of... Like, we, who was there? Um, Neil Adams was there, which was amazing. Uh, nice. And um, I, I think the next person down, maybe, from Neil Adams was Michael Golden. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. You know, they didn't really have any, like, big heavy hitters. But, like, this year, I couldn't really recognize a lot of people i mean they had like some some animation artists and things like that yeah. you know which was really cool to meet but they didn't have anybody that worked on any books
1: so is that i mean i know you go to some other cons like i know you've been to wizard world in minneapolis and uh a couple other places is that uh, i mean what you, i guess because you're a creator so you're there how do you how do you feel that that is um i don't know is that something that's prevalent now like or is it more starting to get more i'm certainly
2: one of those people that people don't know who i am (laughs) (laughs) so you know i am not neil adams or michael golden uh but you know there are always people like me at cons that if you go and you don't do the i'm gonna keep my eyes at eye level the entire time i'm walking you know if you actually look down and and see what's on people's tables, you might find something new that you would like. And that's that's one of the reasons why I do so many cons is because, you know, I do a slice-of-life comic book about a ragdoll boy. You know, that's not really going to be selling gangbusters for in Diamond previews. So uh, I got to... You know, I got to flip and and get people to see my book, and by handing it to them and pitching it to them and all that. And I've gotten a lot of readers that way.
1: See, I was going to ask like about the interaction. Like uh, you said that you're know, you're the person that people might not like. You know, look at with with, with your with the wares that you have. Um, how how's this interactions been? Because I, I feel like because when I look up your stuff, uh, there's a lot a lot of love for the little depressed boy out there and people are excited for the merchandise. And I saw the, the turntable top toppers that you had. Those are awesome. I might have to get one myself. Um, so there is, there is love there. Have you had people actively seek you out and say, you're like, your book is my favorite book and I need you to sign all these things.
2: Yes. Uh, two years ago, a guy came all the way from Chile to have me sign his books. Wow. And You know we're not we're not published in Chile, which means he spent a lot of money importing those books because I know how expensive our comics are uh, in South America. Because you know they've got to import it, and you know it's it's not like you know you know. I don't know. I've, I've lost my train of thought.
1: <laughs> well, it's not like just walking down to your local shop and grabbing a volume like this person actively yeah, yeah. Sought, sought that out to get it, and then came to you to say how much they appreciate it.
2: Yeah, they packed up all their issues, got on a plane, probably then got on another plane, then probably got on another plane, waited in line, and then came to see me.
1: That's like so a Indiana like Jones line, like going across the globe. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's a, uh, that's, I mean, that's awesome. Like I, I, um, I, I can't imagine what that'd be like. Someone that's like, you know, literally another part of the world coming up and being like, I I've come all this way to say hi and I appreciate your work. Like that would be, that, that would be the highest compliment. I think I could probably be, be okay then for almost the rest of my life.
2: Yeah. it's uh, You know, I may not have a huge readership, but I'm, I'm very satisfied with, the uh, amount of love I get from my readership. You
0: no, know, we get a couple international listeners, so it could happen. It could. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: is, is there any other, um, so I mean, I know you're, you're working on volume six of a little depressed boy. Is there any other projects that you have in the back of your head that you want to write, or is this just going to be, this is your story this is what you're, you know, this is your focus.
2: I have other things that I want to write. The problem is, you know, getting them to a point that I can talk to an artist, you know, cause I can't draw my own stuff and, you know, I'm not going to force Cena to draw every <laughs> single book that I ever come up with. Uh, and, you know, certain ideas that I have, like I, I've got a detective story and, you know, I really want someone with like a really highly stylized, Mike Mignola, Tom Coker type of style. But I don't so, know anybody with that style, <laughs> so So i I just work on the script in private right now.
0: So working with Image, do they give you any type of like like a, a pool of artists or people you can you can pull from and say, Hey, you know, that you know, Sean's working on this. You know, does anybody want to jump on board with this? You know, we have artists available who, who they
2: do not do matchmaking now. Oh wow. wow. There should be an app for that. Yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah it's like, just kind of like, kind the, like a Tinder a, thing. Tinder for artists
0: like, and, and writers. Nope, yeah, nope. Just nope. the portfolio. You just swiping left and right.
2: Yeah, um, that would be pretty funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, um, yeah, I, I guess I don't. I don't know. Like, I I really enjoyed your book, and I just I just want to say that like I don't. I'm not just saying that the blow smoke. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It made me. It brought me right back to my twenties. It brought me right back to like when I was telling you I had to go through and and crib notes of all of like the music that you had in there because I I wanted to get the color of the world listening to the music that he's listening to Um, and there's there's some there's some great music in there that I'm I'm glad that I know about now and you know so I have to thank you for that as well I just I really appreciate it because it just it it's um it it has its own pace it's not trying to you know give you the joke every couple panels it's not trying to make a big like there's dramatic moments it's it's like um how should i put it this is not at all the same comparison so please forgive me because this is not the right thing to say it's kind of like how how Mad Men was a slow burn and when someone would have like a bad boardroom meeting it was like catastrophic as opposed to like a, a show where you constantly have arguments and blow-ups i mean if that makes right. sense I can see that. Yeah, I feel...
2: And, oh, how dare you compare me to Madden? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, there's not as much smoking and drinking in your book,
0: you know? Well, I feel um, like the first two volumes, like, the build-up with Jazz, and then, like, you know, when you find out that she, she's got a boyfriend, that was, like, that blow-up moment. Uh, and that that's, that's real life, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. That scene happened exactly how it happened in real life. Oh. Sometimes I will be tweaking things... No, that was word for word what actually happened.
1: Wow! And then the the (laughs) bit later on with the birthday party with uh, Spike and then when Jazz showed up, I actually got like a a physical cringe uh, because like the moment uh, you know LDB went walking off to the bathroom and then she showed up, I I I I, I panicked for a character that's on a page and that doesn't I don't normally have that I don't have anxiety reading a book, but I guess it's, it's appropriate for this book. Uh, so that was, uh, I just, I appreciated that. Cause I'm like, what would I do? I'd probably just jump out the bathroom window and be done with it. Cause I'd rather not make eye contact with anybody.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I just, I, I appreciate it. And I, and I like the music and I, 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 I'm, I'm glad that there's more coming. Um, and I, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. I, I don't want to sit here and be like, yeah, so things, I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to follow my keys here. So I do apologize here. Because uh, I had it's a whole right. bunch of
0: questions, and we got through all of them. Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to talk about or say?
2: Now you're giving me anxiety. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although sometimes I don't know if there's anything well, you want to plug or, you know. Uh,
2: there's nothing really to plug. I mean, I could plug my Patreon, but that would seem really self-serving. We're going to plug uh, ours later in the show yeah. anyway, so that's fine. You can yeah. Jump on okay. the Patreon.
0: Yeah, we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> all right.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I, I've lost words.
0: That's all right.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, we'll give people the details here after. Yeah. So, so, no, we appreciate your time. Yes. Uh, and I appreciate the book. And I look forward to the movie and uh, its two and a half hour. Big robot fights that are going to be in a little depressed boy movie it's gonna be amazing yes. it's I just need I just need a slow motion explosion with yeah. him walking away with headphones on and then I think I'd be satisfied
0: I'm just hoping for more special effects than valerian yeah
2: <laughs> yep that's what it's gonna be it's gonna essentially <laughs> be an animated movie with uh human actors in it no no. <laughs>
1: Uh, so yeah so coming soon uh the movie but the book's a little depressed boy you guys can check it out it's all available now and sean again thank you for taking the time to talk to us i
2: really appreciate it yes thank you thank you for having me i appreciate it
1: All right, and again, thanks to Sean for the interview. We appreciate it. Since he was uh, uh, shy about pushing his Patreon, we're going to mention it right now. It's patreon.com slash struble, uh, S-T-R-U-B-L-E. You can go on there and um, pledge uh, like a dollar five dollars there's, there's different um incentives for doing this if you if you pledge enough you actually get drawn into an, uh, an issue of little depressed boy nice so that's pretty cool yeah and he and has unlocks he actually has some uh work in progress that you can read some pages of the upcoming stuff so uh go support that uh he actually has a tumblr as well it is a literate rainbow.tumblr.com it has always news news up there too you can see the news about the movie uh fun interview um you know he he was great my question asking ability sometimes falters me so I apologize <laughs> for that. I try. It's just like I'm just like I have something really smart to say and then the words don't come out and I'm like uh so Pop-Tarts? Pop-tart. I don't know. Like yeah. you like them? They're pretty yeah. good,
0: you know. No, but check out his book guys because I mean we talk a lot about the the superhero stuff and the comic books and I know most people's experience with comics is all superheroes but there are a lot of good comics this one included out there that have nothing to do with superpowers. And they tell great stories as a version of medium for what you would consider great art or television movies, whatever you know. So
1: yeah, because I know like like uh, like my wife doesn't always read the superhero comics. Uh, she's reading a lot of fables, which I know that has like fantastic kind of, elements. Yeah. But that's not your typical comic, you know. It so, isn't, and
0: yeah. that's that's one thing that I love about Image. So it doesn't really surprise me that he is on Image's. Um, you know uh, roster roster, because uh, this is right up their alley. You know, there's a lot of great um uh, pieces. I, we we did a we did a podcast of about a year or so ago about small press and just titles that you kind of you know diamonds in the rough, and this is one of them uh, that you would come across that you probably would never really you know give it a second look. You know, but yeah,
1: no, it's like um you you remember how like in the 90s or like there was always like um uh, those big. Like uh, singles or mm-hmm. um, oh, those other like try other movies from that time frame that were big. Uh, Capitol Records and things. Um, uh, even oh, what's that John Cusack movie? Say um, anything. But that one. But the other one involving. High Fidelity. That's it. Like th- these are those kind of this this is that kind of story, yeah. You know? Like, and I I don't I don't think that's yeah. Um, I,
0: I didn't really think Capital Records is a good. Uh,
1: I, I was going to mention reference. High Fidelity. I forgot to mention it during it yeah. because that was one of those books I read when in, in my twenties that it has music all throughout the book and it's all about relationships and it's that one's a little bit more acidic because the main character is an asshole. But it's a it's a good good read and it's a good perspective and it's like and with with a uh, little depressed boy. It's like it's just it, it, it reminds me of those things and in, in, in the best way possible It reminds me of sitting on a park bench and reading a book until sunrise yeah. type of things, you know, which I did that with, was well, high fidelity. F- yeah, I did that. The once. funny thing
0: is I didn't realize how autobiographical it was until we started talking to him. And like I remember reading it and I was like, wow, this is really well written. You know, I definitely feel like, you know, this character, uh, you know, has a, a relevance as a real human being. And then you find out that it's actual real life experiences. Yeah, which, I mean, so,
1: that's usually the best way to
0: go, right? It's organic, so, yeah. yeah. Sometimes organic written material for uh, a lot of things is, is better.
1: Well, and that's why I liked when he mentioned uh, in regards to the film project when he read the script that there were things that were different there that surprised him that he that he wished had went differently. After I asked him the question of do you change things, he yeah. said he doesn't, but having somebody else have the license to do that's kind of – that's, that's interesting to me. That it's like having that reflection of like, oh, I wish I could have been that. That's like that's a good interaction. I thought that was uh, really neat. So again, thank you, thank you, Sean, for being on the show. Thanks for
2: being on the
0: show.
1: Great interview. And and now we're gonna wrap it up as we usually do with a game.
2: Time to play the game. Time to play
1: the game. <laughs> So we mentioned new warriors coming out. There's other stuff coming soon. There's the gifted ah. TV series from uh, FX that has yep. uh, mutants in it. They just released like th- they had like little snippets of the roster. Uh, Thunderbird's going to be one of the new one of the mutants on the gifted. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, Blink's going to be on there. Polaris. They have Polaris okay, on there yeah, too. Polaris. Uh, so they're actually naming mutants. Like that's at first I thought this was going to be kind of a low key like cuz uh we yeah we we didn't talk about this on the show uh for a couple reasons but we we watched legion recently and that had a lot of mutants in it but it wasn't exactly named like Marvel you X-Men know, there's a couple but you nothing
0: know, You know what's funny is like I was watching uh like on the flight home uh they had Beauty and the Beast I didn't watch it, but there were, like, all the little TVs on the headrests had, like, you know, different movies. And a couple people were watching Beauty and the Beast, and I'm looking over watching it. And um, Dan Stevens plays the Beast. Yes. And he also plays um, David in Legion. And um, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, "What if this is just another alternate reality in his mind where he's just a beast and he's in love with Hermione?"
1: Yeah, see, I I believe that that's that's my Legion fiction in my head. Le- like and like
0: it, Beauty and the Beast is just her, like uh, like Legion fiction.
1: And I want to believe Dan Stevens is just a figment, another another personality of Legion. Yes, like he thinks and, he's an
0: actor. And the Beast is actually the Shadow King. Yeah. And I then just, at the end, when like when Emma Watson like, saves it. <laughs> she she expels the shadow king
1: uh, I just want to believe Dan Stevens' real life is another personality of, of David like he actually thinks he's a Hollywood actor and goes out and makes movies like And I, now I have this whole universe of him. I want to make sure all his movies are now just different personalities right. of Legion. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, I made a game here of that. The, the, there are real, real, quote, unquote, real. So these are mutants that have existed in the X-Men universe. And then there's ones that I've made up. And Joe's going to tell oh. me if they're fake or real. I don't um, know.
0: I don't know my mutants very well. So this could be hard. Well, I, I, the, I know like so, your, your, your typical like. And, and, and
1: you know my typical. uh reaching for a joke so we'll see how far this goes yeah so all right the first one i'll give you just because this is a joke we made a couple episodes ago uh uh bedazzler has the ability to okay that's that's a fake one bedazzler's fake okay um hemi has the mutant ability of only controlling large trucks
0: no he's
2: okay that's
1: a fake one i just like (laughs) me like there's a certain weight class truck like i can't do it sorry hemi come on out here you know um all right um box can reshape metal and plastic and glass? No. That's a real one. Why would it's you go a dumb with name. I yeah. don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a really dumb name.
0: Uh, uh, sway. They can control time. You don't got to answer Sway. Uh that's a real one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Does, does um, he wear like a crazy yeah. hat, too? I don't time? know.
1: I could. So I had to do some deep cuts on the, the X-Men Wikipedia page to go through some of those. Those so, are some deep yeah. cuts. I'm probably going to get all these wrong. I'm yeah. just going to start
0: guessing everything.
1: Um, Doolittle can talk to the animals.
0: No. <laughs> no way.
1: Yeah, No, Dr. Doolittle could talk to the animals. But I like the idea that there would actually be one called Doolittle. They could just talk to animals. Yeah. Um, Dr. Nemesis. Extended longevity and a self-evolved intellect. Yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's a real one. Uh, Dapper. Dapper is a hipster <laughs> that has similar powers to the inhuman Medusa, but it's just the beard and mustache.
0: No, Dapper is not <laughs> real. Yeah, that's not real. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I want to I see Dapper and Medusa fight.
1: I hope you just appreciate some of the names and concepts I've come up with as Dapper. we go along here. Uh, X-Man, telepathy and telekinesis.
0: I think that's a real dude. That is true. Just I just kinda, feel like
1: it's very generic, yeah. like just X Man. It's like if um, you join the
0: I'm Avenger. No, what? What are yeah. you? No, you can't um, be on a team.
1: Bloodbath can physically coat coat you in their blood and suck all the diseases out of your body, or put them in. All, put all the diseases in you. Yeah, just like go over somebody, and be like, "Oh, you have this. <laughs> Cover you in their blood, and then pull it out." And then they can just give the diseases to somebody else. Oh, like I they, thought
0: you meant like they could cover you, and then all I, of a sudden you got all the diseases. Well, if they,
1: yeah, it's a bloodbath. They use their blood to pull diseases. Yeah, or, sure. It's a fake one. I don't know. I just like the name bloodbath as a mutant. That is a good mutant yeah. name. Um, all right, what else we got here? Uh, long neck has an elongated neck. Sure, it, it is. Yeah, I just like how you're like. I don't even care anymore. All right, uh, forearm has extended forearms. No, that's a real one. Oh my God, giant head Calfs. He just has an oversized head. No. That's a fake one. I just wanted to just keep the keep to the ball
0: rolling. Yeah. Calves. He's got really long calves.
1: Yeah. Pinky fingers. Okay. <laughs> um bling. A body made out of diamond hard materials. Yeah. That's that's that real. Sounds yeah. real.
0: Yeah. Uh but I just I like it sounds how, real. It sounds it's, it's, a, it's a comic book character. It sounds real.
1: I like how like there's a lot of these are just basically, like, wait, that's another X-Man. Like you just start thinking about it. it's like that's the White Queen. Like, nope that's Bling. Yeah,
0: I know. Um, all right, let's see how else
1: we got here. Uh, Doodle can animate their drawings, but they're not a talented artist, so they make stick figures in simple shapes. Yeah. That's a fake one. Really? Yeah. Oh.
0: But I like the idea that it's like they're like,
1: they can animate their drawings, but they're just well, who not good at does art- Isn't,
0: doesn't Kid Kaiju do that now? I don't know. I think it he's an the- Inhuman. I but don't remember. Is Kid he a Kaiju. good artist or does he just do stick figures? No, he's a pretty good artist. I
1: like the idea. It's like he's big, angry stick figures. But he would draw
0: like them. these monsters and they come to life.
1: But like, what if you're just
0: a really shitty artist? You know? Yeah, you draw like, stick figures. Yeah. Um, you know, how terrifying a stick figure would be.
1: It would be, but I like the idea. It's like like if, it,
0: if it was like you know how you have those like animated suits of armor that you just you know yeah they would just come at you like emotionless and be like oh my god I can't no read that a stick would figure. be it would
1: be scary and um there was uh what was it there I was heard. a Stephen King book it's actually Richard Bachman called the Regulators that had this kid that had these powers that could warp reality. Regulators
0: sounds like a '90s like rap group. Yeah.
1: And he was infatuated with this, like, this cartoon show with, like, these uh, large, like, you know, vehicles, like, he had, like, mask-style vehicles, Mm -hmm. and somehow... And the, the, the crux of this book is that this street in Ohio, like this little suburb in Ohio, these vehicles show up one day and start laying waste to all the houses around them, but they're shooting like cartoon-type bullets. Like, it's like, some people are starting to be like, wait, these vehicles aren't real, but they're coming in and destroying everything because the kid's willing them into existence, hmm. and it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the idea of a stick figure coming after me, I would not like that. Um, Hepsiba has agility, speed, reflexes, claws, and a super sense sounds like jewish wolverine no that's uh, it's weird. a real one. Oh wow yeah i just picked it because the, the name hepzibah i already knew how to pronounce it so i wanted to bring that in here and be like i can show you i can say words um all right <laughs> phil the mutant no obvious powers but everyone just knows that he's just a little different
0: no that's not that's right. that's not
1: that's not a real one okay that's <laughs> not <laughs> he's a little bit different he's just like you know i don't feel like everybody else like hey, you're a mutant phil the it's kind of yeah. off um, we have, what else we have here? Lifeguard. <laughs> Instinctive adaptive powers. <laughs> that sounds like a G.I. Joe character. It does. No. That's a real one. No. So like whenever they're under duress, like their powers manifest, it's different, but they have like a lot of defensive capabilities. Really weird character, but yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So, all right. And we got, um, I think we got two more, no, three more. Uh, eight ball Can see the future, but it is limited to only a handful of responses. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna say no. No, uh, that's a, that's a fake one. You're right. Uh, Scantron, <laughs> superior intellect, but emits white and black ovals. No, <laughs> you don't. You don't think that's a real one? No. Yeah, I like I like Scantron. Scantron. It's like they're smart, but they can just shoot like black and white spheres. Okay. No. There's a mutant called Gold Balls. So why can't there be a Scantron? I know, right? I know. Gold right. balls. Okay. Uh, cool spot. Yeah. That's a fake one. Remember, Is cool it? spot from the Seven Up. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, he could be uh, immune. He, uh, he has sunglasses. Other him and the still. Noid. Yeah. I
0: feel like you could form up your own like eighties uh, or eighties or nineties um, superhero team of, of 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 commercial mascots. You could, like and the have cool the California spot, raisins, California raisins, Chester Cheetah. Um, uh, yeah, you could do that. Who else they got? The Noid. Remember the Noid?
1: Yeah, Morrow. Um, uh, Able to generate weapons and armor from your oh, skeleton. Yeah. Okay. real. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. All right, and last one. She was in Deadpool. Was she? Yeah, oh was, yeah, yeah. She was, was one the of the ones.
0: Yeah, that's right. You see, like the yeah. spikes coming out of her back when he's walk when he's going into the facility.
1: So, uh, last one we have here is Pop with the exclamation point. Yeah, Pop's real. Uh, teenage girl with the ability to make energy constructs. If they're if are only pop culture
0: related. Oh wait, she is a meme machine. No, that's not, yeah. That's that's I was gonna say, there, I thought there was a character, called there, pop.
1: I didn't find one, but no. I like the idea that this girl could only make like pop culture references out of, out of constructs. That's funny. I see, I think these would actually be kind of fun characters. Um, I still believe in Scantron, so, so Jeff, I know you're already busy doing all his other things <laughs> out there, friend of show. Uh, Mr. Mr. Fred paints himself if, if there's ever an image of Scantron to show up because you've made us our wonderful robot bear. Where the robot bear go? It's It's here. I just had, I haven't framed oh, it, haven't it and put, put it, up it up yet. yet. Um, I think that you and I, we could work out a Scantron book. There you go. It's a
0: Scantron
1: book. And Sean, if you're listening, if you just want to pitch that image, that's perfectly fine. Like, hey guys, I got an idea for a mutant. He's we've, a teacher by day and really like standardized we've tests. We've already, yeah,
0: we just put the writer and the artist together. For yes, our there we
1: go. Making things happen. Yeah. So oh,
0: well.
1: you did pretty good there. You you only got some of those wrong. And then <laughs> and you but you 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 saw through Hemi. They can only control large trucks. You saw through that? Hemi. You saw through Dapper. I thought maybe Dapper would piss you off enough to be like, that has to be a real one. Yeah.
0: Watch, it's gonna show up soon. The hipsters.
1: Yeah. He's just gonna have like <laughs> it's long-flowing, like, handlebar mustaches well, that can control people.
0: Disney needs a new market to, to, to pitch to. Yeah, so.
1: All right, there you go. That's your X-Man or not X-Man. Uh, next week, we've talked about we're going to watch Castlevania, the four-episode mm-hmm. series on uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. believe the week after that, uh, Rick and Morty, Season premiere, so we'll talk about some Rick and Morty. There you go. Uh, so uh, if you guys want to hit us up on our, on our social media, we're on Facebook at Invasion of the Podcast. We have a website, Invasion com. We have a Twitter, uh, at Invading Podcast. And we have a Patreon as well. So uh, if you want to hit up uh, uh, Sean's Patreon and, and, and support him, please do. His is Patreon.com slash Struble, S-T-R-U-B-L-E. Ours is Patreon.com, Invasion of the Podcast you could donate as little as a dollar, $5, even $6 if you want.
0: Or a million. Uh, or
1: a million. Uh if you donate $5 uh of like one-time pledge or monthly, you get to pick our wheel of death and make us watch a movie that's terrible. Um I encourage you to do so because
0: it's like, a fun little interactive punishment. Yeah, the the wheel
1: of death like I don't like making them. I like participating in them because I, I feel like if it's yeah. up to me to pick the movies, I'm going to be
0: biased and pick movies I want to watch. Well, there is somebody that that we owe a Wheel of Death to, but I have spoken to her, and she decided to choose all 17 seasons of Frasier, which I told her, no. (laughs) That's not how that works.
1: I mean, that would be a literal Wheel of Death. Yeah. yeah. I'm
0: like, no, it's got to be a time constraint within a week. I'm not watching a week, 17 seasons of Frasier in a week. So,
1: Uh, Like you call off work every day. Yeah, I'm
0: like, this this is season five. Uh, I'm going to split it up.
1: Get that dog off the couch. Yeah, anyway,
0: so... It's like 30 episodes a season, too. It is.
1: And it's, I started watching it from the beginning. I'm like halfway through season six or seven, and there's 11 seasons total. And it's it's still great. It was wonderful, but there's just a point of fatigue where you're like, I'm good for a while.
0: It holds up, yeah, but oh. you do have to stop. I guess I guess that's why she's like, yeah, it's the wheel of death. And years. it
1: holds up because they had cell phones, even in the early episodes. Yeah. So they still... they. Don't have those problems of like sitcoms even like five years before where it's like if you just had a phone you'd be able to solve this problem. Right. So like it's it's yeah. Anyway, enough talk about Fraser. Um sorry. So <laughs> yeah, um, that went. Yeah. So uh yeah, donate. Support us. Uh, also, we're on iTunes um, and Google Music or Google Play and Stitcher. If you guys could be so kind as to rate and review us there, that'd be wonderful. So that's gonna do it for us this week. Again, thank you again to Sean, uh, Stephen Struble, and the Little Depressed Boy for stopping by and bringing a little bit of sunshine into our lives. We appreciate that. Huh? Yeah. Look at that. Hi, uh, Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So until then, uh, until next time, uh, have a safe week.